Hi, everybody. She's AJ Kelleher. And along with her, as always, is me, Deacon Dave. And welcome to day 43 of Grace and Suffering. And we are on to the Last, last supper. supper. So this is going to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't set expectations. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be what it is. Yes. yes. Um, so the Last Supper, um, when Jesus uh, had with his apostles, also happened to be the Passover meal. And at the Last Supper is when Jesus broke the bread and offered it to the disciples and said, this is my body, and gave it to them. And then he took the cup and passing the cup, said, this is my blood. And with that, he established the new covenant yes. that he was giving us. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to me to think about the fact that it was also the Passover meal, because when you think about what Passover, what we're celebrating there, uh, or the Jewish people celebrated for years and years, was the passing over, uh, putting the blood on the doorpost yeah. so that their um, youngest males would um, not be killed mm -hmm. and how that blood is what saved them. And now the blood of Christ is what's saving us. Right. And so go ahead. Yeah. So, so the new covenant is, so if you, if you look at uh, all of Old Testament history, right, the, the Israelite people, uh, would have covenants with God, but they would never uphold their end of the covenant. Trouble, yeah. uh, we, we have the same problem, right? Due to original sin and our, our tendency to sin concupiscence, we, uh, we're not able to uphold our end of the covenant. So God the Father sent his son Jesus, right, to die for our sins so that he could uphold the covenant. So in, in a sense, in a real sense, God now holds up both sides of this covenant that you spoke about. And Jesus gives us access to the Father. God gives us access to God, right, right um, through the death of his son. So that's that, kind of what that is. Yeah, and that's, um, thank you for explaining that. You oh, do just a short job. Version, yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but it is what allows us to receive God's forgiveness. Yes. Um, because he is, he has made the sacrifice for our sins. And if we choose, we can ask for forgiveness and be you know, repentant and receive that forgiveness. It's given to us. Yeah. And this is so important, right? Because before that, death would have had the last word. Exactly. Right. Let me say that again. Before that, death would have had the last word. So here we are talking about grace and suffering. And so when you talk about the new and eternal covenant, that is definitely grace infused into our suffering where death doesn't get the final word. If you haven't gotten anything else out of this podcast for the last 43 days, death does not get the last word. Jesus on the cross and through his resurrection, he gets the last word and it's eternal. And so I think any of us that are going through trial, difficulty, suffering, um, even impending death, we can look to the cross and know that Jesus has conquered death. That right. death does not conquer us. And I think it's easy for us to forget that. Absolutely, which is such a perfect segue into diving into this a little bit deeper where that's one of the reasons that we have our church services. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that as Catholics, we should not only you know be told we need to go to church every week, we should want to go to church every week. Because in the Last Supper, Jesus gave us the Eucharist. He gave us himself. And whenever we go to church, whether it's in the Catholic church where we have Eucharist or another church where you celebrate, you know, Holy Communion, it is a time for us to be especially close to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Eucharist means Thanksgiving. Yes. And so it's, it's a way for us to continue to be reminded 
of exactly what you just described to us about him having the, the final word and not death. Uh, and it's a way for us to actually be close to him and to consume, as the apostles did, his body and his blood so that he is even more deeply in us. Yes, which is amazing. Question for you. How hard was it to have gratitude and thanksgiving during that seven-year period, honestly? So... Not that you would lie. <laughs> yeah. No, I just could, I, mean, I just need to evaluate and be honest well, with it's myself, It's probably right? changed, too, right? Well, and that's what I was going to say. That's why it's a hard question to answer. I was grateful for every time Jeff laughed and every time he made me laugh. And so there's certainly little things that we were grateful for throughout. And I think we decided, or I decided for myself, that that was a true test of whether I prefer to be a happy, you know, person who looks at the positive side or whether I prefer to be, you know, a negative person who looks at the, you know, pessimistic side. And and I leaned towards, I'd like to be happy. So right. I'm going to look for ways to find that happiness. And But as I've evolved, I realize that it ultimately it's the joy and it, and it comes from God. So I think probably more so in the later years of Jeff being sick and definitely the last almost seven years since he's passed away, I've really focused on it a lot more because there's there's a constant void, you know, mm -hmm. in my life where he used to be. And I'm learning better how to let God fill that void. And it's great that you asked that question because one of the stories I was going to tell, I, I mentioned in an earlier podcast that I felt the need to go to mass every week when Jeff was sick and that I probably didn't really know why or appreciate, you know, enough at the time what it was given to me. Um, but about six months after Jeff passed away, I started going to daily mass and if I'm being honest, and people ask me this, why do you go to daily mass? I'm like, well, if I'm being honest, it's because I just needed a reason to get up in the morning and something to do. Because mm -hmm. after caring for Jeff for seven plus years, I was feeling a little bit lost in you know my time and what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So I started going to mass every day because some of my friends had said, oh, we go to mass in the morning. It's just a great way to start the day. And I'm like, okay, well, let me give it a try. And I don't know exactly where in there it happened, but you know, year two years later. I finally started kind of getting it in terms of how it was feeding me and how it was helping me during that time. And, and it does allow me every time to think about the gratitude that I have for God and for Jesus and what they did in a special time to be close to Jesus and a special time to be close to Jeff. Mm -hmm. um, because, there you go. because again, in the Catholic church, all the angels and saints are celebrating the mass with us. They're there, they're present. Right. So you mentioned the word void, and I hear this a lot in funeral services and stuff, that there's a void left by uh, the loss of a loved one, and in your case, a spouse. And yeah, you know, there's a physical void that is there, but I do believe that the, the Holy Spirit, the love of God, right, fills in that spiritual mm -hmm void that that spiritual hurt um that is there and it may take a while for that to fill up but i i do believe that the lord does that are you sensing that at all i am but i i mean I, i'm gonna be honest it, it, please it's um i don't know why she's having so much trouble being honest well, <laughs> yeah normally i'm very honest, too honest. <laughs> um no um it's 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 hard to explain i guess um before i lost my spouse it was difficult for me to comprehend how every day you miss that person, right. but how every day you can 
experience more happiness and more joy than Mm -hmm. you did the day before. Mm -hmm. And so that missing them, I've heard people say it never goes away. And I'm like, well, I kind of hope it does because I don't like feeling like I'm, I'm not saying I want to forget them. I just want it to not be a missing, if that makes sense. And in some ways, I think I'm getting there because I, I mean, certainly I miss his physical presence every day because I live alone and that gets old. And, you know, it's just the kind of day-to-day drudgery things, Mm -hmm. but it's the day-to-day drudgery things of this life. And if I stay focused on this life and those things, that can make it a lot harder. When I'm focused more on God, that's where I think what you're saying, I have seen where that can, um, that void is being filled. Yeah, I like the way you describe that. So my granny Reeves, who um, is, a, is a great person in my life, has been gone for 31 years. I don't want to discourage you to say it takes a while, but I still miss my granny. Right. I still miss her. But what I really miss is the realization of how she was this amazing Jesus figure in my life. And she's, here's the thing. She continues to wield through the power of Christ, spiritual power in my own life. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's much more, I'm much more aware of it. And it's much more abundant who she was now than it was 31 years ago than when she was alive. So in, in a lot of ways, she is more alive today through the spirit of God, through my own maturing in faith than she ever was when she was alive and I was younger and didn't have the depth of spirituality that I do now. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And it makes me think about folks who are watching a loved one die in a situation where you think they're totally gone already. Like they can't communicate with you or if it's Alzheimer's, they don't seem to be living in the present moment with Mm -hmm. you. And that's extremely difficult. And I know people who, after that loved one has passed away, they've said, now, now I've never felt closer to him. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because of exactly what you described. Yeah. It's amazing what, what God can do um, as those people, uh, you know, pass on um, uh, through the portal of death, as Monsignor Walter Barrett would say, um, you know, onto their eternal reward, how God then, as they are made present to us, in light of our ever-growing faith, um, things are revealed to us about them that prior to that, or because we were just in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. we, we didn't see. And so we could, we get to continue to celebrate the good work of Jesus in their life, um, even after their passing. And, and so I think that's why when I hear the word void, um, I get it. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I also don't think we should focus on that, right? The best we can. And to really focus on how the Lord wants to continue to speak about Jeff in his life and, and how he drew you closer to mm-hmm. Christ, how you drew him closer to Christ, and how all of this stuff is right. now just being used um, to hopefully bring other people closer to Christ and to get them through suffering. Absolutely. And again, it's the day-to-day things. It's not wanting to go someplace by myself, you know, or you know, without a physical person. Right. <laughs> Jesus is always with me. And sometimes right. he's in the passenger seat with me and I talk to him. But um but yeah, it's just the, it's the earthly things. It's the earthly things that create that void. And when we're focused, not just on the earthly things, because now it's not that I don't miss Jeff, but I enjoy, there's so many things about him that are still alive to me today. Mm-hmm. Talking about him, you know, the podcast, being able to tell stories, some of them not as good as others, right. but, but still stories there, there, they are our lives together. You know, my life with him and even though he physically isn't here, everything we experienced is still 100%, you know, present to me and always will be. He's made present. And so this is really yeah. cool to bring this back to the um, the Passover meal. 
right? The Jewish people still celebrate the Passover mm -hmm. meal. And the youngest kid, if I'm remembering correctly, is the one that, that tells the story. But in a real sense, that Passover meal is being made present mm -hmm. to that family right there, right. just like the Eucharist is being made present um, to us in the sacrifice of the Mass. And, and so it's just like really, really kind of beautiful stuff that's going on there. Um, Jeff is being made present to you in uh, new and beautiful ways, right? And he's being made present to other people. Um, and now he, even though he is with God, is an instrument through you of healing to the world. So his salvific, Jeff's still participating in salvation. Isn't that crazy? He's with God and he's participating in the salvific work that we're all called to participate in. Kind of mind-blowing. It is. I love it, though. But it's amazing what God can do. So. He can do anything. He's God. Yeah. What other thoughts do you have? I think that's everything I have for today. Wow. Well, let's. do you want to close this in prayer? Sure. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We just uh, thank you so much, God, for allowing us to be um, a part of the Holy Supper with you, um, every opportunity we have to attend Mass or to attend our church services with Holy Communion. And we just ask that you continue to remind us that you're always present to us, that you have beaten death and that you are the final word, not death, and that you are always with us and that you're always wanting to fill us with the grace and be with us in our suffering and allow our suffering to be united with yours mm -hmm. and to be saved. Um, by the works of your son. We just ask all of this through your name. Amen. Amen. Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you. Bye.